Your home for the stuff you're thinking anyway. Hey everybody, welcome to the Ear Spoon. I am Fish. And I am Stimulus Package. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am, I am uh-huh. Stimulus Steve. <laughs> of, of the Ear Spoon. Uh, we're doing, uh, still continuing to do our socially distancing uh, pod, podcast. Um, you better get off my lap then. Yeah, well, you know, it's warm. It's so very warm. <laughs> All right, so here's the deal. Um, through thick and thin, uh, thank God, Mocha Joe's, our proud sponsor, is still considered a, an essential business. All of right? course. Of course. And uh, they want you to know that if you live here locally, that they are doing curbside pickup for all their fresh and roasted coffee. Uh, and also, you can order online by going to mochajoes.com. All right? And uh, they're also uh, offering a little, uh, a, a little incentive. If you buy five pounds, they'll give you a pound free. Nice deal. Do it. Do it. Buy the coffee. Get the coffee. Don't be jonesing for coffee. It's a bad place to be. All right. So since the last time we've talked, we've all received our stimulus checks. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Wait. That wasn't a parallel reality. We're we're sorry, Mr. West, but we've discovered that you've owed us (laughs) (laughs) $1,300. So here's your here's your here's your bill for a hundred. No, I don't I don't know that that's how. That was just me having some sick black some 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 death humor around it. But um, so yeah. here's the here's the initial thing about the stimulus package. And and again, I have been trying to say this. Far be it for me for anybody who's trying to help anybody do anything, try to knock it down. But it's the federal government, so it it's fair game. Um, yeah. So if you have a, a if you are so fortunate and that the IRS has your bank account information, you will likely receive a, a your stimulus check in a more timely fashion. Yeah. All right. Do wh- when's the last time you got a, um, a a refund? Oh, ages. I st- I'm still paying them back taxes. Okay. And now here comes my, you know, 2019. So yeah, no way. Well, I get a refund from them. All right. So you probably won't get a refund. So you now they are talking about um about your physical check with Donald Trump's right. signature on it. Um Good. Yep, that's uh that's a thing. Yeah. I know he insisted on that yep, by the way. I know, insisted cuz that's important right now. Because he's 6 years old. Right. So your check, though, good news is you could be waiting up to 20 weeks to see that signature. Yeah, I wasn't counting on it to begin with. And yeah. let's also parenthetically insert that healthy uh, economies and healthy countries that take care of their people are already sending checks far larger and on a monthly basis. You know, tw- what's it, $2,000 in Denmark or Canada? I can't. I had a list Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're okay. Please stay home. Be well. This will pass. And da 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 da. This country here's twelve hundred bucks is like flipping a quarter at us and saying good luck with that kid. Yeah, there you go. Here's your two bitch. Can't even get a cup of coffee with that. Right. And so twelve hundred dollars in Brattleboro, Vermont, is not the same as twelve hundred dollars in San Francisco. For God's sake, you know. Come on. Right. So yeah, twelve hundred bucks in New York City basically gets you to get the answer. Which which room of my apartment shall I pay for with this hundred dollar with this twelve hundred dollars? Right. Exactly right. You know. It's utter madness. And again, you know, not to get too in the weeds about it right out of the gate, but it's time to consider what the fundamental compact between governance and the citizenry is. It is a massive violation. It's not just a massive violation, but we've seen that it has now turned lethal 
arguably to the point of mass murder. That argument can be made, and I hope when this passes through into a more containable moment, we're talking about tribunals, we're talking about prosecutions, we're talking about people going to jail for mass murder. This is mass murder as policy. And in the meantime, my, like for example, my son is still going to work because he at a grocery store because he's panicked not to have money. What the flying heck is that? And how do we say to the American public, hey, if we've got $3.2 trillion to throw at Wall Street early on, trillion with a T, that's $1,000 billion per trillion, then if we've got that for Wall Street, we got enough to keep people alive and in their homes, fed, employed, and paying their damn rent and mortgage. But the answer is, screw you, citizens. Shut the hell up. So here was an interesting interview that I saw done on on Fox News, no less, uh, yeah. with Mark Cuban. Do you know who Mark Cuban is? I'm afraid I do. All right. So, you know, he's another one of these billionaire playboys. And, and, and I don't want to drill into the fact that um, a country that allows billionaires to exist is is, is inherently just doesn't make you a, a nice person. Um, right. So, but... In the scheme of things, as billionaires go, he is probably in the just out of the top 100. Anyway, of, of, of assholes. He had an interesting point, which I thought was really a really good point. I don't know how it pans out. I'm not an economist. I don't. And I can see the I can see the holes in it. But this was really interesting. They asked him a pointed question, a gotcha question, because he's not a Trump supporter. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been very vocal about speaking out against the current administration. Right. They asked him how he would handle it. And he said, to be honest with you, the first thing I would have done is basically, as the Fed would have told the banks, don't worry about it. We got you. Do not let a check bounce during this pandemic. Boom. All right. Just yeah. we'll, we'll do that. Cause I, and I thought to myself, what a stroke of absolute brilliance. Right. You know, don't let a check bounce because you have to you're going to deal with I don't know how many ba- financial institutions there are in the United States, but let's say there's 50,000. And I think that that's probably a really big number. Yeah. All right. And 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 you are um, you're, you're operating your business. And in that business, you are writing checks for payroll and checks for electricity and checks for uh, dues and, and all that. Just continue to write those checks, even though you don't have any money in the account. We will cash them, and then we'll settle up with the feds afterwards. Right. So, and what is that? Does that happen every, does that happen once a month? Probably. Here, Probably. Here's what it is. Here's what we're asking for. And the banks have checks and balances, so they understand that. So I think the, the banks, for the most part, will operate branch to branch uh, fairly and equitably and say, okay, so my branch... Uh, covered a uh, quarter of a million dollars of bounce checks. We're a small bank. Okay, there we go. And then we'll just direct deposit that money into you or and however right. that works. I don't know how that works. I can see a million ways that people will take advantage of that, but I see a million ways where people can take advantage of the current CARES Act and the SBA loans and everything that's going on right now. Well, let me just interject. The entire system is a taking advantage of. Right. The entire banking system is built and predicated on taking advantage of. So there's no shortage of taking advantage of in any of this. In the meantime, those most vulnerable and those that are being driven to go out into public to work for their meager wages are putting everyone at risk. Right. So there's that. Um, You know, and and this is and it's weird how we sort of stack things. Even you and I, who are humanitarians, 
are really just sort of thinking about, first, how do we financially survive this? That's our muscle memory. How sad is that? Because if we don't survive this, (laughs) there is no financial recovery. Right, right, right. You know, and let's also acknowledge, and it's worth discussing a little bit of this trajectory. This did not have to be this fucked up. This was, I can't say by design, but at the time that we should have been jumping on things and, and moving into an FDR World War II Depression era sort of mass manufacturing moment for masks and protective gear, etc., uh, Republicans and others were selling off their stocks and buying stocks and protective gear before any of this was was put out to the public the way that it ought to be. So we got what's his face McConnell said of of the so-called president that uh, it was because of impeachment that he wasn't able to get to this oh, coronavirus. Thing I know. Let, let's while golfing every goddamn day of the week. Let's so, just talk about that for a second because the minute they start matching up the dates. You know, it's done, but it's done for you and I because we believe in facts. Facts are no longer a thing if you hadn't read. That's a fact. That's the only fact that I can pull out of all this. Facts are no longer facts. You know, let me uh, let me pull this up here. Uh, January 3rd, Trump knows of the virus. Uh, Fourth and fifth, golf, golf. 18th, cabinet member advises Trump of the coronavirus. Same day, golfs. 19th. First U.S. case of COVID, he plays golf. Uh, right. Let's see, uh, the 27th of, and this is January, this is January, Chief Staff of Mulvaney holds an intervention to get Trump to pay more attention to the virus a month afterwards, uh, decides to golf. Uh, right. the February, golf, 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 19th, uh, I think the whole thing is going to work out fine. The 28th, <laughs> this is their hoax, all right? Um, then he plays some more golf, uh, and then on the 29th, we have, after he accuses this thing of being a hoax, has the first death. The uh, March 7th, Democrats work the weekend for a craft, uh, to relieve a uh, craft bill. Okay, great, wonderful. Uh, he's still not concerned. Golf, golf, um, there's no way. And on the 13th of March, he declares a national emergency. Yep. Right, and then goes on uh, on a tangent about how quick uh, he would respond to it uh, has basically I don't know what's wrong with this fauci guy but look I mean when you get into big government and you want to live to be a ripe old age and watch your grandkids grow up and watch your kids grow old you know you, yeah. you tend to you tend to guard yourself a little bit and that's what I think that's what I think dr. fauci is doing but I, right. I don't want to get caught on on experience uh, on this thing I think right now, I've been saying this throughout the entire time that this whole pandemic has been occurring. How we act now as a civilization, as a country, how we act now will directly correlate as to how quickly we rebound from this thing. And this will not be a quick rebound. Right. I agree with you 100 percent. And where my focus has been going for our sake in our own household, but for all that I engage with, I know all the terrible stuff, and, and what we, you and I do on here is, is bitch and rant about a lot of things, and it's all valid as far as I'm concerned. But that said, I see this, and I've seen others write eloquently about it, I see this as a golden opportunity. In many ways, this is an opportunity for, to kind of throw everything up in the air and say, how do we want this to land? Right. And needless to say... The, the dark players and the manipulators and the deceivers and the power grabbers are all working round the clock 
But I think as we've seen with Hurricane Irene for us here in Vermont and other tragedies, Katrina and others, and I've been reading about this too, there's a thing called a disaster myth where people imagine that when a disaster happens, 9-11, et cetera, everybody's going to turn into an asshole and this is going to be Mad Max and there you go. Right. When in fact the data show otherwise that we have what's called increased pro-social behavior, we tend to actually step up, we as a whole. You can certainly cite, and I've seen them myself, terrible people doing terrible things at the wrongest time ever. But this is an opportunity for people to say, hey, you know what? These fundamental things like health care, like wages, like you know, protections, like health care tied to employment and you lost your job, this kind of stuff has to be questioned on a fundamental level. I've been screaming out about it myself for 30 or 40 years, and so have most progressives. And now it comes to the fore and says, hey, here's an emergent moment. How are we going to do this on the other side of this? And our options are two, I believe. One is to reject out of hand the bullshittery that we've been living and not quite realizing in our stupor or succumb to authoritarian fascism, which is what I think we can probably see start to emerge. You see Bill Barr in the Department of Justice already talking about knocking out uh, civil liberties, personal liberties, human rights, and things like that. So the march of fascism is here. And honest to God, worth inserting here, 63 million people thought that a syphilitic game show host, real estate con man, would be an excellent leader. And now here we are in an unprecedented health crisis. And this person, when asked, says... I take no responsibility at all, but I am number one on Facebook and says it seriously. Honest to God, when this is over, I'd say mandatory lobotomies for 63 million people. Just, what, just a sort of... What you're missing at home is a lot of times when Steve is in the studio, his hands become very animated. But when we are talking to him via video chat as you try to practice social distancing, every when he gets more patient, his face comes closer and closer so that I'm just looking at a partial of his mustache and pretty much just his left nostril. <laughs> just, just, I lead with my left nostril. That's how I do it. So on, on that note, I have, I have posted this meme. Uh, which you have probably seen before, but I added a little information. It's uh, Trump sitting in the back of a tractor trailer with body bags uh, screaming, have you seen my ratings? Um, But um, citizens who have lost health coverage in the past two weeks, and again, this is about a week old, uh, due to the the economic collapse, okay? Um, I'm going to list a bunch of countries, all right? And then I'm going to list how many people have lost their health care as a result. UK, Turkey, Sweden, Spain, South Korea, Portugal, Norway, New Zealand, Japan, Italy, Hungary, Greece, Germany, France, Finland, Denmark, Chile, Canada, Belgium, Australia. Not a single person lost their health coverage. Yeah. USA, three and a half million. You know, I mean, I have to say, and I mean this gently because I know it pushes buttons for people, but this idea that we're the greatest democracy in the world is just absolutely defied by all available evidence. Right. You are the, we are the greatest democracy as long as you've got at least seven digits before the first decimal point. Exactly right. You really are. And so this is what I mean. I don't want to just stomp up and down on this thing. I want to say, if I can convey anything to people listening, this is a very plastic and pregnant moment for us to say, hey, this shit ain't working. 
And so, again, I'm a big Bernie Sanders supporter, or let's just say I'm a supporter of progressive and democratic socialist uh, ideas. This is the time, especially in emergency, whether this is a meteorite or, or a pandemic or what have you, or an actual threat from another nation, this is the time to say first priority is the needs of the majority. And we are sitting out here flailing. And let's also acknowledge not only is it a resource issue, but this is a, a really scary mental health moment for 325 million Americans. Right. And we are, you know, people, this is already a highly anxious culture to begin with. Now crank that shit up full blast. And we're going to see people not do well. In addition to the loss of life from COVID-19, I suspect the hidden threat here will be suicide. Uh, and will be other forms and, and, and spousal abuse and, and domestic abuse. These are real things. This is a moment to throw some cold water on this fire and start to make things at least feel like it's going to get better. Because for a lot of people, they do not feel like it's going to get better. I know. And here's the funny thing, and, and we should bring this in, in for a landing here. Sure. The funny thing is, throughout this whole entire thing, for 40 <laughs> years, everything that Bernie Sanders said we should yeah. be doing... Yeah, we are we are doing or trying right. to do, trying to deploy this. And when you listen to the Trump supporters out there, who just say, it's not socialism, it's a bailout. I, uh, <laughs> I oh, I know, I know. And so the the Democrats want to march out the the soft lump of scrambled eggs that Joe Biden is and present that in November as opposed, you know, to oppose this ridiculous orange president. And like, I'm sorry, but like, I'm just not doing it. I'm still, I don't care at this point, especially I won't vote for that guy. I don't care what the outcome is. And this, for, as far do as you I'm, really not care what the outcome is? I find that hard to believe. Let's, let's put it this way. I've been screaming about progressive values for 40 years. The idea that when we're presented with kind of all the answers to like these things, and then it's made even more clear by an emergent, uh, by an emergency and a crisis like this, and the De Democratic Party wants people going out tomorrow in Wisconsin to vote. They want people to go die to vote for Joe Biden. I'm sorry. I mean this gently, and I try to consider myself a better orator this, but fuck you, Depart the Democratic National Committee. You are evil and should be brought to justice. They are sending people to their death. They did it in Florida, and then people at the, the poll workers were found to be positive for coronavirus. This is utter insanity. And people willing to die for Joe, I can barely assemble a sentence. Biden, no, I won't participate in it. Okay. That's just me, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate you keeping that left nostril away from the camera. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, listen, let's just leave it there. Let's just assume that you and I in this conversation has have fixed the uh, the pandemic and all the world's problems. Hooray. And, and let's have a cookout. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> we'll put a grill eight feet apart just in case. I love it. All right. We'll allow for a little one foot pass through on either side. Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us today. Uh, you've been listening to another uh, another socially distanced episode of The Earspoon. Right. Thanks for. And can I just interject something as we go out to our millions upon millions of listeners? Um, my, I would encourage anybody, and I have been with my friends and family and others. Yeah, there's a lot of terrible, and yeah, we're gonna we're still on the ascent. We're gonna see a lot of loss. It's going to hurt, 
But I would encourage everybody listening, wherever you can, redirect your focus, take some time out, don't feel like you have to be productive, and nurture and care for your mental health. This is a scary and weird time, and something will change in you know, who knows how long. But right now, I think being kind to ourselves, having a good internal voice, and taking some time out is, is, uh, is good self-care, and that's how you care for others. All right. That's a better place to leave it. <laughs> yeah. All right. There's been another fine, fine episode of The Ear Spoon brought to you by Mocha Joe's Coffee. I've been Fish. I've been Steve. Stop touching your face. I know. <laughs> this is The Ear Spoon with Fish and Steve. Ooh, wow.